0: You're listening to Biz Women Rock. And I'm going to warn you that there's a little bit of explicit language in the show today. So uh, prepare yourself. So good, though. On Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and I'm here to bring you really great content that is going to have a direct impact on the growth of your business. That is what the Biz Women Rock community is all about. This is just one resource that I'm able to provide you in doing that. If you would like access to other resources such as other amazing business women who are all over the world in a ton of other industries who can help you along in your business journey as well as a lot of other direct resources that will help you grow, go join our Facebook group. Go to bizwomenrock.com. Go opt in and you'll get a personal invite from me. Are you tired of just surviving in your business? Are you tired of setting goal after goal and then completely forgetting them as the daily work of business completely derails you from those goals? Then it's time to rock your business in 2017. The Biz Women Rock Retreat is happening on November 19th and 20th of 2016, and we are there to come up with the grand vision of your business in 2017, create realistic goals to help you get there an action plan that's going to work for your schedule and combine it all with the love, the support, and the genius intelligence of your fellow businesswomen who are there to help you build and grow your business. You can register today at bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat. Hi, Katie. It's Marie Walden McGuinness calling from the sunny Gold Coast, Australia. Katie, I'm heading up to Florida in November for the Biz Women Rock Retreat Weekend. Cannot wait. Perfect timing for me. I'm so glad you put this program together. I really need to get some clarity and focus on my business and a solid action
1: plan for 2017 to take my business to the next level. Uh, The
0: bonus for me is to be hanging out with such great ladies, like-minded ladies, And um, yeah, I can't wait to meet you all and hang out and have a good time as well. So I will see you all in November. Lots of love from sunny Australia. Go claim your spot at bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat. I am so excited that you're here with me today. Holy cow. I've got such a great show lined up for you. Um, I'm going to tell you this is one of the shows that has completely changed the direction of my entire business. As a matter of fact, this conversation led to further conversation that has then changed the direction of my entire business. <laughs> and you're going to find out a little bit more about that in some future episodes. But for now, what I want to share with you is that I can't believe. That we, at the time of this show going live, we were at like the end of October. I can't believe that 2016 is like coming to a close already. So there's one thing I want to give you a little bit of a hint about, which is usually this is the time of year when we as business owners sort of (sighs) pick our heads up from the trenches of running our businesses and we sort of take a breath and we're like, oh crap, I had all these big goals for the end of the year. <laughs> and oh my God, am I any closer to hitting them? I haven't looked at them since January of 2016. What am I going to do? Where am I? And then two, one of two things happens. Either A, you get overwhelmed by that whole process and you just decide to like stick your head back in the trenches and just go so you can keep on surviving and keep on just kind of doing. Or you can take a second to actually make a concerted commitment to doing something about really blowing out 2016 like nobody's business. So if the latter situation is more along the lines of what you are looking for, I'm not gonna say anything now, I'm just gonna drop this hint. Pay attention to what's going on in our private Facebook group this week because there might be something that I'm talking about in there that would be especially made for you. That's all I'm gonna say. So one thing that I thought would be really interesting to share with you is that you may or may not know that my daughter Sedona just celebrated her one-year birthday um, earlier this month on the 15th, and it really forced me to stop and look back on this past year and ask myself, what the heck I've learned over this past year, and so I wanted to share this with you because although I came up with a litany of lessons, there was one in particular that really struck home with me, and it would be relevant to you whether you are a mother or whether you're not. Um, It's going to be relevant to you because you're a business owner because the underlying theme here is that motherhood and business are so parallel, and as I was sitting here thinking about all the different things that I've learned as a mother... The answer to this question that I want to share with you is ultimately that I have stretched in so many ways that I never thought possible, meaning, just because of the circumstances of being a mother, I have had to become creative in ways. I've had to become resourceful in ways. I've had to show love in ways I never thought were possible. I've had to do things and produce things without sleep sometimes and you know um whatever it was. Like I just I, I imagine myself as just this thing of silly putty that you just don't think can keep on stretching any thinner, but it actually keeps stretching. And it's pretty soon it becomes this giant, giant thing in front of you. That's how I feel about motherhood is that it just has forced me in a great way to stretch. And I couldn't help but notice that that's exactly the same feeling that I get in business. It's exactly what I feel like business has done for me, is that it forces me to stretch. It forces me to challenge myself. It forces me to become resourceful. And I felt really compelled to share this with you because of the feeling I feel in this moment when I sit here and reflect on this stretching and I reflect on sort of this forced growth, is that ultimately what I'm sitting in right now and how I feel is incredibly confident, is incredibly powerful and very full, like very, very solid in who I am, what kind of mother I am as it pertains to motherhood, and what kind of businesswoman I am as it pertains to business. So that doesn't mean that I'm done growing. It doesn't mean that I'm done stretching by any means. It just means that The growing itself and the stretching itself may not be really comfortable. It may actually be quite painful sometimes. But when you choose to go through that and you're forced to go through that because you choose to be a mother or you choose to be a business owner, you're going to have these moments where you're just standing there and you're going to reflect and you're going to be like, oh my God, I got this. I'm really good at this. And it's going to be incredibly eye-opening. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is literally right now, press pause and honor yourself for the incredible, confident, amazing, powerful businesswoman that you've become. Whether you've been in business for three days, three years, or three decades, it doesn't matter. Every single day that you have chosen this life and this business and to do this over and over again, you've become that much more powerful. So, those were my reflections on my one year of motherhood. I wanted to share that with you because I figured it would be directly relevant to your journey and business. All right, so let's get into today's show and we're going to kick it off with our new sponsor. Are you a podcaster? Then you are not unfamiliar with how much time podcasting can take. From booking guests to writing a script out to actually recording the podcast to post-production, putting it all together, making it sound great, and putting it out there to market. Wouldn't it be great if you could take out the most time-consuming part of that entire equation, the post-production? Just imagine all the things that you could do to move your business forward if you did not have to post-produce your show. And you could give it over to somebody who did it better than you did. And you could get it out of your to-do list. That is when you call Emerald City Productions. Danny and his team are experts at taking your audio and doing everything they need to on the back end to make you sound good and to make your message super clear. And most importantly, they are clearing your schedule to do the things that you are best at. When I asked Kristen Petri, creative director at Malarium.com, why she outsources her podcast production, she said, Emerald City Productions has been an important contributor of the success of our podcast and makes it easy to deliver quality content to our listeners. He is quick, detail-oriented, affordable, and very easy to work with. The sound quality of our show has improved since he's taken over production, and he's made it possible for me to allocate more time to improving our site and promotions rather than spending hours removing ums and ahs from our shows. We consider Danny an invaluable asset, and we are more than a little thrilled to work with him. Outsourcing the production of your podcast may sound scary and expensive, but it's actually not. Danny Osment and his team at Emerald City Productions are giving you a special offer just because you're part of the Biz Women Rock community. That's right. Your first four episodes can be produced at $15 per episode, and then their regular price is $40 per episode. That is insanely worth your time so make sure to go to emeraldcitypro.com forward slash bizwomen rock and get your special deal for being part of the biz women rock community and start being smarter with your time and outsource your production to the professionals today Cassie Howard is a certifiable ass kicker in business. And yes, that's your warning that this will have some explicit language in it. She is a business coach. She coaches women entrepreneurs who want to see their businesses skyrocket, and she does it by being incredibly direct, very like cut through all the BS, and let's get down to building a great business. I'm talking to her today about Facebook groups and how she uses her Facebook group, Babes in Business, which has over 6,000 women in it as a great playing ground to produce 90% of the revenue for her business. And by the way, this is a multi six figure coach that we are talking about. Cassie goes through her brilliant equation of providing value and making offers and she gives you a ton of strategies and practical tips on how to provide a lot of value for everyone in your group, how to promote engagement, and how to make sure that your Facebook group is a place that people want to show up to every single day. And lastly, she gives her number one tip for anyone who has already started their group that will make all the difference in the impact that it can make on your business. So let's get going with Cassie. Cassie, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Dude, you are, I just fell in love with you when I was reading your website. And um, I have no doubt, just in the brief moments, that everyone listening is going to have in your genius mind, that they're going to fall in love with you as well. And one of those reasons was because you're so straight to the point with who you are and how you help people. Um, And so I am so excited to be able to share your knowledge about Facebook groups here today, and more so too, just to introduce you to the Biz Women Rock community, because I think you're such a valuable resource for them. So um, we are diving right in to the content about how you use Facebook groups for your business, and how you actually use it as a part of your business model, um, in order to really set the stage. Can you give a just a brief explanation of kind of what services and products you provide and why your Facebook group really exists um, in the first place?
1: Sure. So. I'm obviously a business consultant for women, women entrepreneurs that have online service based businesses and are looking to grow their business really quickly and build their empire and generate hundreds of thousands of dollars very quickly, as opposed to taking years and years, which it can for some people. And so my Facebook group is really just that that hub for everybody to get together that is that person and to learn from one another, inspire one another and encourage one another to make that happen.
0: Got it. Okay, so um, let's start again with sort of just if you could give a couple of examples of like the pockets of revenue that you have. And I know we're going to talk about this kind of in a different conversation that we have. But I think it's really important when we're talking about Facebook groups, like making sure people know how to work with you. Can you make sure that everyone listening knows like how people like what offers do you really have for people to work with you?
1: So what I usually do is I have obviously my one-on-one high-level mentorship for long-term clients that can work with me one-on-one. And then I also do a series of different types of group offers and masterclasses and things like that, which is for, you know, a larger group, group of people that can, you know, work with me at a lower price point that maybe aren't ready to invest at the higher level yet. And so it's, it's a lot of the, the coaching, like the one-on-one coaching, but it's also, you know, learning different types of aspects of business through a group. A you
0: know, group series as well. Got it. Love it. Okay, so you have this group. What is the name of the group? The group
1: is called Babes in
0: Business. Love it. Okay, everyone's like nodding their head right now. Yeah. Okay, so we're all babes in business. Tell me a little bit about how many how many members do you have in this group, and what it what what is the general culture of this group? Like, what are people there doing? What's sort of the the mode of conduct, if you will.
1: Sure. So the group right now, we're just over 6,000 now, like 6,100, something like that um, in the group. And the overall like vibe of the group is really women that are serious action takers, women that are not willing to wait until later to take action. They're willing to do it now because they want the results now. And so it's it's basically just we are in there building our empires one day at a time by taking serious action.
0: Love it. So how do you get in there and provide value for these women? How do you make your group a place where people want to hang out?
1: Well, I think the most important thing is to be in there yourself and engage in there yourself. A lot of people create Facebook groups and then they just kind of hope people show up and they hope people engage with one another and they can you know, sit back and then eventually just sell something every once in a while instead of being there and engaging themselves. So you have to be in there every day and engage with your community and make them want to be there because otherwise they'll go find a group that will do that for them. And it's just, you know, showing the value to people while you're selling to them at the same time so that you're giving them a way to work with you all the time at different levels and for different types of, um, you know, services and things that you offer. So it's all about the value and the selling at the same time.
0: I love that you're saying that because so often so many group leaders could be very scared of actually making a sell or like making an offer. And so I think it's really important that you're like training your community that, yes, I'm giving tons of value, but I also have these other things that you can opt into if this is if this is something of importance to you.
1: Exactly. That's like the, one of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of entrepreneurs make, not just with Facebook groups, but in general, is that they wait to sell, they, they lead up to the sell. So they think that they have to give all of this free value and all of this free content and then eventually ask for the sale. And they're very sheepish when they do go out there and ask for the sale, they're not confident. And if you're not confident when you're asking for the sale, then you're not gonna get the sale because people are gonna sense that and, and feel kind of, confused and wary about buying from you. But that is basically what I'm doing is I'm training my audience to get used to it. And they are used to it now they they know to expect that every day, there's going to be something for sale. It's not necessarily the same thing. But there's always an offer attached to the value. And that's really what you want to do if if you're going to get past the salesy feeling or you know, not wanting people to think you're desperate, that kind of stuff that comes up when people try to sell mm-hmm. the best way to get over that is just to sell more, believe it or not, that's the easiest way to get over
0: it. I love that you said that because it is, it's about practice and like getting getting used to it. One of my friends uh, recommended to me, she's like, look, if you have a problem with like the sales word and it doesn't feel good to you, just say like, how can I be in service of people? And that's ultimately what I see you building is that, okay, you've got this community of women who are what you have and who you are is exactly what they want, what they're attracted to. So all you're doing is sort of making something that they can uh, um, take action on that you, that makes sure that you are in service to them, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Ultimately that's what it is. Like you're not just selling them crap and saying here, buy this thing, buy this thing. You're selling yourself to them. They're buying you, they're buying your message, they're buying your beliefs, all of that stuff. And so when you, you train them to expect that you're going to sell, then they just get used to it. And eventually they do buy, you know, not everybody, of course, but a lot of people will eventually buy from you at some point, because they're just so used to it. And they've already become such a um, how do I say this, there's they're so in tune with your message. And that's their message as well. And so they just feel like you are the perfect person for them. And they just want to buy everything you put out there.
0: I love that. Okay. So let's talk about the value side of that equation. You're talking about, you know, this value plus an offer. Let's talk about that value side. Can you break down and give us some realistic um, strategies, realistic ways, practical ways that someone who is a group leader can actually add value out there, different types of posts that that you can recommend, different ways that they can engage their audience. Can you give us a, a handful of different ways that a group leader can provide value?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really depends on what it is that you do. So like for me as a business consultant, I can do posts where a lot of my posts actually are not even necessarily like the tips, which you can do as well, like three tips to get more clients, three tips to make more money or whatever, like you can get as as crazy as you want with that. And those work really well. There can also be the strategies. So it's, you know, how I went from, you know, $1,000 a month to $75,000 a month, something like that. You can do posts on that. But really what I do the most, which is still considered value, is I just give them a verbal ass kicking, we'll call it, which is basically you're doing a lot of this and you're really fucking it up and you need to stop doing that if you want to achieve this result and so it's just doing a lot of that stuff it's a lot of controversial content as well that's all considered value you can share a video you can do a live stream you can do anything like that and it's considered value so it's not just you know sit down and write a post and then sell something at the end of it although that definitely works but it's it's a combination of different types of content on different topics so it really depends on what your business is and how you help people and how you are of service to those people to determine like really what the exact topic will be that you you speak on. But if you write down a list, I always tell my clients write down a list of every single thing that you do and that you help people with. And then there's your content right there. And then you can break it down even further and do different types of content on each piece.
0: Love that. So true. And different mediums of, con- of of ways to deliver that content. So you can write yes. a blog post about it. You can do a video. You can do a Facebook Live. You could, you know, have some sort of a contest. All I mean, there's a gazillion ways that you could deliver that that information.
1: Yeah. And even so in Facebook groups, I mean, a lot of people think that when you're selling and being visible in Facebook groups, all you can do is write. But like I said, there's videos. There is the Facebook Live. There's all actual writing. There's pictures. There's like a whole bunch of different things you can use in Facebook groups alone.
0: Yeah. What I had a um a member of one of my groups ask this question. She's a leader of her own group and she said, I'm really she's just kind of starting to build momentum in her group and she asked the question, how do I encourage my members to talk to each other? Like they're talking back to me, they're commenting back to me, but even um, within the comments, they're not really replying to each other and they're not really posting themselves and sparking up conversations. So, what what tips would you have to help a group leader facilitate and sort of spark conversation amongst members? You just tell them to do
1: it. I mean, it's (laughs) as easy as that. That's how I did it in the beginning as well. I was sick of talking to myself and I was sick of, you know, seeing everybody else post content and get zero response from it as well. So I just started saying to them, okay, here's your task for today. Comment on five other posts, reach out to five different people and start a conversation like link to another person's post or something. So I was just basically telling them, this is what you need to do today. And they're looking at you as the leader. And so they're like, Oh, okay, I guess this is what I have to do. So that's, I mean, that's simple as that is just, Telling them what you want them to do. It's just like asking for the sale. If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. So if you're not telling them what to do, then they're not going to do what you want them to do.
0: I'm hearing this constant theme in who you are and how you approach business and your community. And it's definitely ask kicker. Like that's the tagline I want to give you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what
0: everybody tells me. It, it, it is true. But it's it awesome. True. And here's the one thing that I really want to, to uh, really drive home to you right now listening, because Every group leader has her own personality and it it doesn't matter. There is no like archetype for who you have to be as a group leader, whoever you naturally are. Cassie's a, an ass kicker and everyone who wants an ass kicking and respects that and wants more of that and wants to be surrounded by other like driven people who want that in their lives are attracted to her. That's why she has over 6,000 people in her group because they all value that. So you know like another group leader could be a total softy and just doesn't do that and and is a different type of a leader and those types of people are attracted to that person so there's not one way to be a leader in your group there's not one attitude to have and i just i'm so happy that you said that because it's a very um it's a very unpopular answer but it's a very smart one and it's totally in tune with who you are as a business owner yeah
1: and that's the thing too is i think a lot of people out there who are trying to emulate somebody else and be somebody that they're not. And I made this mistake in my coaching business like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago um, where I was trying to be who I thought people wanted me to be. And, you know, of course it it was miserable and I made next to nothing and it was horrible. Um, But the second that I started to just be myself and speak how I normally speak and just say things the way I would normally say it to somebody that was in, in my face, then that's when my business really took off. My group took off, my income took off, everything took off from that point. So I think if, If there's an issue right now for people where they are struggling to not just make more money, but make more of an impact and get out there and be more visible, it's likely because they're holding back who they really are.
0: Mm. I love that. And it's so, so true. As a little side note story, my so my husband and I were in business together for, oh, gosh, seven years before he and I no longer work in sort of the day to day business together anymore. I'm full on with Biz Women Rock. And, but there was a point at which there was this overlap. Like I had Biz Women Rock as a bit, kind of as a side business in the early days. And, but we had our brick and mortar, you know, local business that we had and we were both owners in that company and worked very collectively together. And so he was the one who had started that company. So it was sort of under his personality that I melded in there, brought my own personality to it. But. Um When I when I started Biz Women Rock, I started, let's just give this example, I started cursing a lot more because I'm a lot more like passionate in that way. And I, that's how I express yeah. myself. And I loved that. I love being able to say ass kicker. I love being able to say like, you know, what the hell are you doing in this moment? Like, And so fast forward. And I the moment you're exactly right, the moment that I actually embraced that and said, Oh, I'm allowed to do this now, because this is my brand. You know, it's not the shared brand that I had that I had to respect what that brand was. This is my brand. And this is who I am in this brand. Everyone started really connecting with me. Yeah, this is. And this is such a great example of how you even have to stay true to that no matter what, and no matter who opposes that he was, he was looking at my computer last night, he was looking um, at some of my copy I'd written for my retreat coming up. He's like, I don't like the word. I don't like the word hell in here. I think it's too powerful. It's like, well, you're not my target market. And you're not the woman who connects with me. So thank you for your opinion. I'll, I'll respectfully decline to listen to it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that. And that, that's the thing is, as soon as people hear some type of backlash, we're like, Oh, you shouldn't say that this is going to affect this or whatever. Right. Then they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe you're right. And then they start second guessing it. Like you have to be 100% committed all the time.
0: Yeah, so, so true. So one of the biggest questions that I get about Facebook groups is how much time do I really need to spend in there? And you made the, you know, you made the statement in the very beginning that you have to be there. And you know, as a Facebook group leader, I will absolutely back you up on that you have to be there every day. If not, I mean, I, you don't have to be there every day, but you definitely have to have an overbearing presence in your group. So people know that you're a leader. Where? How much time are you realistically spending in your group, and what like, how much time sort of off like thinking about what to do in your group are you spending?
1: Oh God! Well, that never stops. So like four <laughs> hours a day. Like I'm always on. Um, as far as how often I'm actually in there, I mean, when I first started my group, I was in there twelve plus hours a day, minimum. Um, because I wanted it to grow very, very quickly. Not saying people have to do that, but if you want it to grow very, very quickly, then you might want to consider that. Um, These days, I probably spend like an hour, maybe hour and a half in my group a day, sometimes a little bit more if I have more to say, but it's an average, I would say an hour a day in the group, creating my own content and putting it out there and also engaging with the community themselves.
0: Can you give any examples of how you engage your members? And this is a different question than what I asked before. This is meaning like how... How do you make your members feel special? Because one of the foundational concepts that I I really believe in is that your members are there because you make them feel special in some way, shape or form. So can you give some concrete examples on how you do that?
1: Um I I think the biggest ways that I would do that. Number 1 is I'll promote people just randomly. I'll say, "Hey, I saw this person's post and she's amazing and I love her and you should definitely go check her out because I it's not just some random person, but somebody whose posts I've seen quite often right. and I really genuinely think it's an, an offer they should check out. I will promote their offer for them." Um and then other times I will just tag people in posts and I'll say, you know, I, I usually do posts where I'll say Here are people that you need to know or something like that or women you need to know. And I'll just link to your tag a couple of different women that do different things. So a copywriter, another business coach, um, a mindset coach, whatever. And I'll just, you know, shout their names from the rooftop basically and saying, if you need this service, here's a person for you. Um, that's one thing that I do. And then the other thing that I do, which is probably what I do most often is I will just reach out to people privately. Um, again, this is somebody whose posts I've been following for a while and I've seen them be very active in the group. I'll just reach out to them and I'll say, thanks for being so active in the group. I love having you there. Um, I love your content in there. I think you're really adding a ton of value and, you know, just appreciating them and being grateful for
0: them. Love that. Uh, oh, absolutely love that. Cassie, I want to end this conversation by asking you, what has your Facebook group done to impact your business? Like, how does it fit into your business model? How has it really made an impact not really on your on your foundational business, but on the purpose of your business as well?
1: I think the biggest thing is it's allowed me to reach more people, which is ultimately my goal is to serve as many women as I possibly can and get my message to as many people as possible. So that's Definitely the biggest thing for me. It's also helped me with my visibility because Facebook is where you know the majority of my ideal people hang out, and so I'm able to reach much more of them on there, and I'm able to be in their face more. I mean, I can do Facebook page, Facebook profile, Facebook ads, and my Facebook group. Um, So it's definitely helped with that. And then of course, you know, with my income, I would say a good. 90, 95% of my income comes from my
0: Facebook group specifically. Wow. That is incredible. Which wow. I do want to
1: diversify. I don't think you should have all your eggs in one basket. Right, right. thinking on diversifying that, but currently that's about where it stands.
0: What do you, related to that topic, what do you do? Because what, one thing that is true is that ultimately you don't own the platform, right? Ultimately you don't own the Facebook group platform. Platform. So what are you doing on a regular basis to make sure that you own that relationship, i.e. making sure that you have people's email addresses or making sure that that there's some way, shape or form that these people can connect with you and vice versa in a space other than their Facebook group?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's exactly that I'm moving them over to my email list. So I'm always posting in my group, different types of, you know, freebies that I have available where they have to opt into my list in order to receive it. So I'm constantly, you know, moving them over because at least if they're on my list, you know, I own that list, but I don't own my Facebook group. I don't own Facebook at all. So, you know, they could delete my group tomorrow and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm always, you know, encouraging people to, get on my list by giving them something in exchange for their email and giving them something of value in the email as well that will make them want to stay on that list.
0: I love that. Cassie, to end this, what advice would you give? Just one piece of advice. What's one piece of advice that you would give to anyone who has either just started their group and is just starting to get it going or knows that they need to start their group and hasn't really taken the plunge yet?
1: That's going to be two different answers for each one. Um, So the person who hasn't started it, I mean, my advice is just do it. Like, stop waiting. You're wasting your time by waiting. Just do it. Um, And then the other person who has just started it, I mean, my one biggest tip would be you have to promote the hell out of it to get people in there. Like That should be your ultimate goal right now is getting as many people into that group as possible. So you have to come up with a, you know, some type of marketing plan, whether it's Facebook ads or a challenge or a giveaway or promoting it in other groups, whatever, you have to have a marketing plan in place to grow that group.
0: Love that. So, so true. Cassie, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom about Facebook groups. So wonderful. I love Facebook groups and I took so much away from this conversation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure to be here.